Hello and welcome to another Intellectual Property Office podcast. Um, if you've joined us before, you know who we are. The Intellectual Property Office is an agency of Bayes and our responsibility is protecting intellectual property for patents, trademarks, designs and copyrights. Um, and every business will be involved in some type of intellectual property and our role uh, is to help you to, to protect that. My name is Gary Townley. I'm the Business Outreach Manager here and my role is raising awareness of uh, this, uh, these rights throughout the whole of the UK. Um, and usually we talk about subject, but today we're doing something slightly different. Um, we are doing um, an end of the year quiz, shall we say, um, covering what happened in 2017. And I've got two colleagues with me today. I've got Chris Smith from the education policy team. Morning, Chris. Morning, nice to meet you. And I've got Miles from the enforcement team. Morning, thank you for inviting me. Excellent. So what we're going to do, we go through the year of 2017 as to what happened in the world of IP. So we'll start with January. And in January, uh, the IPO advertised for two regional policy officers to give advice in the regions. And the first question, obviously shouting when you know the answers, where were these two uh, people based? That'd be Birmingham, Manchester. So, Chris, you're straight in there. So, yes, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a point. Uh, I've seen their teams. For that one. And do you know what their roles are up there? Uh, well... They're regional support officers, they're policy officers, but they're designed to kind of get into the regions. Yep, so and, and, and help, help businesses to, to, yeah. to protect their IP up in, in the regions SMEs. in Manchester and Birmingham. Uh, and don't forget, if, it's, if you are based up in, in some of the regions, your first port of call would be the business library, because the business libraries with the yeah. intellectual property uh, section uh, can help you to protect your trademarks, your patents, designs, etc. And obviously they're in more than just Birmingham and Manchester, though, aren't they? Um, they are indeed business libraries, 13, I believe, around the country. The main one in London, the biz, uh, British Library That's in right. London. Uh, but they are up and around the country, Birmingham, Manchester, Leeds, Sheffield, etc. etc. Look on our website, uh, which is, of course, Chris, you can see it there. www.gov.uk forward slash IPO. Absolutely. That's where you want to go if you want to have a look at the, the business libraries and where they are. So, okay, point to Chris there for the regional officers. Uh, and in February, February then, we called for views on whether there was a need for legislative change to deal with the issue of illicit IPTV streaming devices. But what are these devices more commonly called? Ah, I, well, oh, I, I think I know this one. I think, there. I think the answer is the Kodi boxes. Okay, I'm done. Um, it's slightly misleading, really, because Cody's just a piece of software that sits on them, but they've it's sort of entered uh, common parlance, should we say, as uh, described as Cody boxes. But um, they're basically a device that allows you to uh, illicitly stream, illegally stream content uh, onto your television. Um, and we've done we're doing a lot of work around these actually at the moment because. Um, quite a lot of publicity about sort of fire hazards and, and lack of parental control, so that you know people who are using them, their kids are accessing content that you probably wouldn't want children to watch. Um, so yeah, all sorts of things going on. The call for views uh, was done in February just to sort of see what, what consumers and businesses wanted us to take forward around this area. And the subject's ongoing, isn't it? And I really, there's some recent uh, press over it. Over, Absolutely. Over I mean, we, we published some guidance um, uh, earlier this month. Uh, sorry, towards the end of November, we published some guidance. There's a lot of coverage. Um, and, uh, it, I mean, there's a lot of publicity about it. I think it's, um, you know, it affects quite a lot of UK creative industries. It's not just the sort of, people often think it's the millionaire footballers, but, you know, there are a lot of people that work in these industries, a lot of people behind the scenes, you know, you 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 you. you even a company like Sky, there's a certain amount of funding. You know, people who work in the sort of cameraman and the, and the people who work in the back room uh, of those 
these sorts of organizations are, are affected by a lack of subscribers and people people not yeah. paying for content. So, yeah, it's a big issue, and um, it's something that I, I'm sure we'll hear more of in uh, 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Miles. That's a point to you. So we're even now, point D. Eugene Stevens. March then, March. I really shout him when when you're ready. Of course, uh, new CEO was announced at the IPO in March. Mm, Tim Moss, Chris, straight in there. But I, but, but actually, the question uh, was, um, who did he replace? Uh, so uh, I'll have to uh, <laughs> he's, I'll have to take a, quite, a point off you there. Chris, actually, see, that, that, a bit too early. you see, this is one of the things you, you an ex patent examiner. Jumping straight in straight there, in, very try. clever, but didn't wait for the full try, answer. The answer to that is John Alty. John Alty, well done, Miles. He's moved to the Department of International Trade. So if you're looking to um, <laughs> trade overseas, yeah, absolutely. obviously Department of International Trade, good point of contact to help yeah. you to export. That's um, and that's where John went in his new, uh, new role. Uh, so that along was March. With, along with uh, Rosa as well, our director. Our director went there as well, absolutely. So April then. Uh, April uh, announced on our uh, website was the Track a Trademark service. Um, but what does this do? Uh, it allows you to track a trademark, I think. Yeah, so um, how, 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 how would you do this, Chris? I would guess that you would. I would guess that you would log online and put your details in, and it will tell you when the status of a trademark changes from one thing to another. So it might be possibly when it goes from being filed to examined to registered, possibly absolutely possibly renewed. Point there, Miles, because that's exactly what the system does. Uh, You register your email address. You tell us what you want to know, whether it's actually been examined, yeah. uh, registered, uh, any actions on a particular trademark, and we get notified you by an email. Uh, I, I, I've, been, I've been in the IPO long enough to remember, because I used to be a trademark examiner, in the days when we used to fill in, a, well, people used to pay for paper form to uh, request a caveat to be told when a status changed, and we used to write to them and tell them uh, of very... Uh, uh, sort of complicated process that took quite a lot of administration and obviously now this is all online and very yeah, straightforward and I, think, email. and I don't think yeah. I think it's free isn't it it's yeah. absolutely free so again if, if you're interested in, in monitoring the trademark get on the website ipo uh, sorry dot gov dot uk forward slash ipo put your email address Mars, in there Mars has been there for a while and uh, yeah. you'll get advantage it. okay so uh, that was uh, April in May um, we announced the proposal for the changes in patent fees can you tell me what the current fee for filing a patent online is overall fee for app- no no just, just, just an application fee oh, for filing a patent 30 quid isn't it 30 pounds 30 pounds in paper so I might give you half a point for that obviously if you do it online you get a slight discount I would guess it's twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. Yeah. Miles is straight in there with the twenty pounds. So Miles leaping ahead four to a half. So yeah. So if you are filing uh, a patent online, um, it will cost you twenty pounds at the moment. Uh, and the proposal proposal says that is going up to I believe sixty pounds in April of two thousand eighteen. So oh, okay. keep an eye out for that one. Which so we, twenty pounds is going up. To 60 uh, yes, indeed. Uh, which so uh, what's the paper finding? I think it'll be slightly more again, seventy pounds. So uh, but, but very very few. Are Filing in paper these days, yeah, are they? Um, the vast majority. 97 percent of yeah. patents now filed online, so that's the way forward. Good job. Uh, so that's well, May uh, patents. Uh, June, um, an application or applications were received uh, for a trademark covering the name Covifee, C O V F E F E. But who was the originator of this uh, trademark name? Oh, wasn't that Trump? Christopher, straight in there, absolutely, point to you. Yep, Donald Trump, where he misspelt coffee, I believe. And the next day, then, we received a number of applications for the word coffee coffee fee 
um, in various uh, areas of uh, classification for trademarks. I, I'm not sure you should get the full point. It's President Trump, surely. Oh, uh, well, well. I, think I don't think Trump. his first name is President. <laughs> um, but, but just to say, um, a made-up name for a trademark? Very best, good. Best trademark Best trademark you can get. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Didn't trademark can't describe the goods and services and coffee yeah. fee really is no descriptive matter Doesn't whatsoever. Anything, and made-up names are probably the best trademarks you can have. Um, cost of a trademark? UK, £170 if you're filing online in the UK, absolutely. Okay, so that's June. Base fee, fee, of course, starts from £170. Uh, July then, we uh, released the annual IPO annual report and accounts was published. Um, In there, all our statistics are are mentioned. So, to the nearest thousand, how many patent applications were received in 2016? Not a, a clue. I would guess 25,000. 24,000. 24. I'll give that you, to you, Chris. I'll give you a point there for that. So you're now on uh, two and what a half. Was it, it was actually 21,874 oh. patent applications received in 2016. Slightly down on 2015. And hopefully this year we'll be up again. Um, um, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Okay, so that's uh, uh, the uh, report uh, report uh, being published. Uh, August now, not I couldn't find very much information um, on IP in August, so I'll mention the IPO blog, which um, members of the office write regularly for, and mm-hmm. um, we have external writers for our blog. So if you want to know um, really good stories about IP, yeah, join join up to our Chris has written a few. I've written a few. Um, they are really good reads. So in August, my colleague Emma Richards wrote a blog um, entitled Girls' Night Out, in which she talked about getting ready in the uh, sort of trademarks behind the makeup, the patents behind the makeup, mm-hmm. designs behind the clothing, etc. she was wearing. But how long did she say it took her to get ready? Oh, Emma, blimey Moses. Um, on a good day? On a good day, yes, yeah. One and a half hours. One and a half hours is spot on, absolutely. Oh, 90 minutes, so uh, well done. Now, I thought that was a bit um, short for Emma. I, actually, uh, I, I was going to take about four idea. hours. And, um, I thought that minimum. Know, there, minimum, <laughs> minimum of 90 minutes. But there, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to uh, get, uh, have, uh, join up to our blog, get regular updates as to what's happening in IP, obviously uh, register for our blog and we'll send you out regular updates of what's happening in the world of IP. She tells ahead. Uh, I I believe she doesn't. That's I think that's natural. So there we are. Uh, but again, ha- yeah, have a read of her blog, Girls' Night Out, August of last year. Have a search for it on uh, on the internet and you'll, you'll find that. So August, September then, um, we launched new services uh, for universities and colleges. Now, what was it called? Can I just say... In September, which this is September. Yep. This is Chris's job. IP if he doesn't know this, uh, we'll start the taxi. Okay. Future Innovators Toolkit. I was talking about the future in a racist talk. So, well, and Chris, I'll give you that. And it's now really yeah, close. And I think you've just gone ahead by half a point, Chris. Then the so, Cody box is so, entirely so, your yeah, area. So, there. so um, and what, 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 what were these uh, resources um, aimed at, aimed for? So, there's three of them. The Future Innovators Toolkit, which was the answer, mm-hmm. is for further education. So, that's towards STEM subjects at further education to support lecturers or, or teachers engaging with their students. Chris, remind me what the STEM subjects are. So that's science, technology, engineering, and maths. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, the future, uh, sorry, the IP for research um, is a tool designed for, as you can guess, researchers, PhD students, 
to help them understand how IP fits in with their research and how it gets commercialised and how to kind of take it into the real world and, and, and make it useful. Um, and finally, the IP Tutor Plus, which we're completing in January. Um, all of these are actually being fully completed in January. Um, IP Tutor Plus is a lecturer resource for higher education covering the four areas of um, science, technology, engineering and maths, that's STEM again, um, creative subjects, humanities and law, business and accounting. OK, and that's going to be lecture guides, case studies, etc, etc. OK, and that's coming out early 18? 9th of January. 9th of January, so, so right, right when... it could be coinciding with this podcast, possibly. Perhaps it Who will knows? be. Who knows? But there we are. Again, get online, download those um, tools. If you're in those areas, they're designed to help you. Please use them. Brilliant. OK, thanks, Chris. OK, so you're leading now by just half a point. So, uh, October. October, um, there was a programme on Channel 4 which announced or told us why bourbon biscuits have holes in them. So why do you think a bourbon biscuit would have a hole in it? Uh, it's to do with the filling, I'd assume, to let the filling cool down. I, I think I'm going to give that to Chris again. He's steaming ahead now. Um, yeah, uh, apparently it's because <laughs> the small holes in the soft biscuits allow steam to escape, which prevents them from breaking and cracking. So the that's patent examining background. Patent examining. So, so could that have been patented, do you think? Or was it indeed patented, potentially? Perhaps it could have been, I suppose. Yeah, I yeah. think that's, that's the sort of thing that could Perhaps. be patented, isn't it? And it's, that's an invention, it's an improvement to... Yeah. And the machine got, that does it as well. A, a yeah. technical solution to a technical problem. Quite a few different patterns around that type of thing. Oh, good. So thanks, Chris. Biscuits, okay. thought, yeah. IP and biscuits. Think of that when you're munching your Christmas biscuit tin. Okay, tin so itself. that's uh, October. Uh, November, um, there was a case on the internet. It wasn't a UK case, having said that now. But the American um, singers, or uh, we like to call them, the Wu-Tang Clan... Uh, we're challenging um, a similar named company. Can you give me the similar named company and what did that company do? Wu Tang Gang? The Wu Tang Clan were the, 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 well, the originators. No, no, no idea. No idea. I think I'll call that a blank. It was, in, ta- in fact, the Wolf Tang Gang who mm. were uh, dog walkers and dog sitters. And an action was be taken by because the names were very similar, mm-hmm. and that's what a trademark really has to do, isn't it? To take an action against someone Anything that uses. That? Have we heard the result? Uh, we haven't heard the result. Um, we're looking forward to that one probably in mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Hold the front page. But that's oh, what that's a trademark allows you to do: is take an action against someone who yeah. uses something similar or the same as yourself in the same or similar industries. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and then to finishing the year in December, uh, we uh, did an IPO buy real campaign. Okay, it's more sort of uh, more more yeah. for miles there, so I'm going to give that a blank one there for the last one. Okay, so we did um, a series of short video clips, the twelve fakes of Christmas. Can you name me any of the fakes that were mentioned in the twelve days? The higher up you are, I think you'll that's get the, the, the point. higher the number. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you get if one. you go for yeah, if you go for one, that's better than twelve. Oh, okay. So tell me any other product that were mentioned in that fake free. I'll let Miles go first. Fake, um, fake tan. Fake tan. One, two, three, four. That came in at number five. So that was Ooh, the fifth day of Christmas. So Christopher, um, if you can outdo um, the fifth was, day of Christmas. Is it spirits or whiskey? Spirits came in at number twelve. So sadly, Chris, you lose that Terrible. point. There. Terrible. The uh, they were uh, one was jewelry. Oh, two. I was Two was perfume, three was training <laughs> shoes, four candles, uh, five suntan lotion, 
Uh, makeup then at number six. Straighteners, hair straighteners in at number seven. Boxer shorts, number eight. Handbags at number nine. A light up sword at number 10. Chargers for your iPads and tablets, etc. at number 11. And last but not least, Christopher, you came up with uh, whiskey. So there we so are. Is it so, 12 bottles of whiskey for Christmas? No, no, no. It was just, that was just the 12th one in there. And again, okay. if you want to look at that, go to our um, uh, YouTube channel. And yeah. they're there to watch and, and have a look at. If you want to follow us on Twitter, obviously it's at the underscore IPO. We're now on Instagram as well. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, Ooh. and that's IP for business. So that's really sort of a roundup of the year, the 12 months uh, relating to IP. Just to tell you who won, let me just add up the scores here. Oh, by half a point, Chris Smith is the is, is the winner. So uh, well done, Chris. Um, unfortunately, there's no, there's no prize for oh. it, um, but you are on the podcast, which is just as good, really. Isn't it? You can get so, prize, can't you? Yeah, yeah, so, so listen out for our next podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, spread it amongst your friends and say, um, you know, follow us at the uh, at the underscore IPO. Our website is www.gov.uk forward slash IPO and have a successful IP in 2018. So it's just uh, say goodbye from us. So uh, thanks for uh, uh, coming along, Miles. Thanks, Gary. And thanks, Chris. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening.